0: Hello,
1: I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, we have an exciting program for you today, praise God. We're still teaching on revelation of royalty, revelation of royalty. You see, the Bible says over in the book of Revelation, it says that Jesus is the king of kings. Praise God, that he's the Lord of lords. Well, who do you think the kings and the lords are? It's us, the believer, praise God. In Psalm 115 and verse 16, it says, the heavens, even the heavens of the Lord, but the earth has he given to the children of men. You see, God has given this earth as our domain. He wants us to dominate in this earth and no king feels inferior in his own domain. That's why Jesus didn't feel inferior to anybody, anything, the devil, disease, anything. Why? Because it's his domain. It's our domain. We're to dominate this earth. Praise God. Get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready. Let's find out how to do it. Let's go into it. It's called Revelation of Royalty. You and I are going into these areas And we're going to break the powers of the spiritual foundations that have been occupying these areas with the power of God. And those principalities and powers may be seem strong, but they break down in the presence of kingdom-minded people. Let's go to Mark chapter four, verse 35. And the same day when evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. This is Jesus now. And there arose a great storm of wind, the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said to him, Master, careth thou not that we what perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, "Peace be still." And there uh, was a great calm. And he said to them, "Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, "What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now look at the next verse. And they came over into the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, and he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, fetters you put on your feet, chains you put on your hand, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame it, so no natural power could hold him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus, afar uh, off he ran and worshiped him." I'll put another thing in it. He fell at his feet and worshiped him. He bowed before him. So no matter how powerful the kingdom of darkness is, it bows in the presence of kingdom-minded people. So now this man bows. But notice what happened. Verse seven, and he cried with a loud voice and said, "What have we to do with thee, Jesus, our son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that you torment me what? Not, for he said unto him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit." And he asked him, "What is your name?" And he answered and said, "My name is Legion, for we are many." Now what do I believe? I believe that this demon legion was the leader or the strong man that was holding that entire coastline. That the enemy was channeling through a demon to actually stir up a weather pattern that could sink the boat of Jesus and his disciples. Why? Because they were coming to the other side. Why? They were invading. Why? Because they were going to establish the kingdom of God there. You got what I'm saying? Now, this is a picture here, because when that storm came up, Jesus rebuked it. So right away, we can see that that storm wasn't from God. Now, you know how many things have been put on God? God will kill you, God will take your kids, God will make them deformed, all kinds of stuff been put on God that's not God at all, and what Jesus came to do is represent how God really was to the people, and that's what you're supposed to be doing. Because other than that, the devil gives them a distorted picture of what God is really like. And that's why they don't want to come to him. So I'm saying here, this man, the enemy was using him to control weather weather pattern, and Jesus rebuked it. Now, this is what we're going to talk about a little bit today. We're going to talk about taking charge taking charge. Now, this is not, this is a kingdom message. This is not no little old three points in a poem and something religious. This is not that at all. It's time for the church to take over. (laughs) Got it? And the one reason why is because they, the world, are walking in Darkness, darkness, total darkness. They think they know what they're doing, they don't bit more know what they're doing than, than anything. And that's why this Babylonian system has been so successful. When I say that, I mean this. I mean, Babylonian system has really tried to impoverish the church and has done a pretty good job at it. Notice the, the gifts and the callings of God, that are without repentance that come into the church. Notice how many people are famous singers that you've heard about, but they got their start. Where? In the church, singing in the choir and so forth. And Come on now. But then Babylon snatches them out, puts them over there in Vegas or wherever he puts them. Don't, now I'm not talking about anybody now, but I'm saying notice how he'll take the gift. Look at the ball players. Them ball players, let me tell you something. They the most of those families of those ball players, now listen, I'm talking, I'm not talking dirty or nat, mad, bad about anybody. I'm talking about some realities here. Most of them ball players, their parents pray for something to happen to break the cycle of poverty in their family. Come on now, you know, and I know it. And the next thing you notice boy grew seven feet tall. Are you following what I'm saying? But notice. How many of them are tithing? How many of them, come on now, because the Babylon's job is to snatch the resources out of the church and use them for his benefit to build his kingdom and not yours. I'm telling you now, we're going to be coming to take charge. We're coming to take over. We're coming to take back. We're coming to release people who have been held by demon forces and they cannot cooperate with the plan of God because of a stronghold in their life and we're coming to release them from captivity. That's what we're coming to do. That's what we're coming to do. And the thing about it is what the enemy wants to do with the rest of the people that are left in the church is get them so preoccupied with provision so preoccupied with my paycheck. So preoccupied with whatever, so that their gifts and their talents will go undiscovered or undeveloped, and they have no time to spend time with God to allow Him to speak to them about their real purpose in this earth and what He's called them to do. They're vague about everything. They can't hear God's voice on nothing, let alone pray. Ain't no time to pray. The only thing they do is been 24/7 trying to find some money. And the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the money you need will be added to you. The priority is the kingdom, if you're born again. If you're not, it's not. But if you are, and I'm saying that people who have a bunch of money, notice how many poor people, starving people, and so forth, that money don't trickle down to them. They don't operate like that. Only reason, reason why? I'm not blaming them. They're being controlled. They're being controlled and don't even know it. And watch this and can't get out from under it. That, that rich young ruler. Here here was Jesus, and he came, the man slid up on him and said, hey, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, you know the commandments. Don't steal, don't kill, don't so forth and so on. man said, oh, I've done all that in my youth. He said, okay, there's one thing you like. Just go your way, sell what you have. Now give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. You'll come on and follow me. Notice what the man did. Dropped his head and backed away and went on. You know why? Because his money was his God, that idolatry and how the enemy has set it up. It ain't trickling down. So God needs you. Why? He's going to take you to take, he's going to get you to take all of it. You're going to be in control of the monetary system of the world. Now listen, I'm I'm talking to some stuff that's another level. Say breakthrough. Breakthrough. I want you to break through in your thinking because God needs you because he's got to solve some problems out there that you're going to be used to solve. Say amen to that. Amen. They're going to take wisdom, all right, but they're going to also take some money. Somebody going to have to have some money. Say amen to that. So now we're going to take charge from this point forward. We're going to take charge. Say amen to that. Amen. And those demons are not going to be holding God's people or holding back the resources of God anymore because we're going to call money to come. We're going to make things happen in this earth through words that could not be made to happen any other way. The Bible says over in Job, decree a thing. I said, decree a thing. You see, Jesus came to bring a superior government, a superior kingdom. The kingdom of darkness is inferior to the kingdom of God. Oh, it looks bright. It looks like it can stand the test of time. It looks like it got all that stuff built up, but it doesn't. It's just that God's people have been trying to handle that on a lower level of thinking, and you can't do that. You gonna have to come on up. Folks, when you couldn't bail no water out of the ship fast enough, Watch this, the natural way, what did Jesus do? He just stood up and what? Spoke. Folks, when nothing else will do the job, just speak. Now let me see where I am. Say take charge. Take charge. So you are here to take charge. And God wants you to take charge. Say amen. amen. Now, let's look at one more thing here. Praise God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 51. You and I are designed to rest in the complete provision of the Father. Boy, that's a mouthful right there. Now we are ambassadors for Christ. Say that, I am an ambassador for Christ. And most of what is causing the problems in the earth is spiritual. Say amen to this. And what you and I have to do is leave the natural and go to the spiritual. Verse 16, and I have put my words in thy mouth, and I have covered thee in the shadow of my hand protection, that I may do what? Plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth, and say to Zion, Thou art my people. Now, <laughs> what we're talking about is breakthrough. And you know, when you're going to breakthrough, and I'm going to just say this, and I don't mean any harm by it, but how many of you know I had to preach what I feel like is in my heart to give? I talked about the law of association, that all you got to do is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I'm going to tell you something, the devil's trying to talk you down out of the realm that God has called you to. And he can't, he's doing it suddenly with people who may be relatives. I'm I'm going to talk about it now. Who may be other church folk. Come on now. are not some, some rank sinner or some heathen. This this is folks who's supposed to be saved. Because if you remember, 12 of them went to spy out the land. Am I right about it? Come on. Am I right about it? And when they went to spy out that land, they came back and 10 of them, Come on now. Had a what kind of report? They had an evil report. Now, the Bible says, how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? Didn't it say that? So they were all sent. But some of them came back preaching something that God didn't say. Come on now. I'm finding out. Have to check my association because God talked to me on this trip. He said, Son, you still thinking billions? He said, I'm thinking trillions. Listen, man, listen, man, we, we, I'm telling you. See, it's hanging around with folks because when I mention billion, they go off. When I mention millions, some of the saints start shaking. Folks, wait a minute. What do you think Canaan represents? It represents the wealth of the wicked. How much wealth do you think they have? Folks, I was looking at television and it was talking about how much was traded over here in this certain market, and it was $27 trillion. Man, they got some. <laughs> You you haven't put it together. You still think you gotta hold all of that. No, 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 no. You gotta take care of the poor of the earth. You gotta build houses all over the world. That's when they're gonna see the manifestation of the sons of God. coming to take take over here. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You've got to enlarge the borders of your tent, because you got to plant the heavens. Yeah asking for your brain to hold this, because it can't hold it. This is for your spirit. Your spirit came from God. Your spirit is is in the God class. Your spirit, you can operate out of your spirit. And I found out something. I said, you know, I've been doing too much. I've been preaching too much. Saying too much. I've been trying to get too much done. And 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 I started looking at this. Plant to heavens, plant to heaven. Thy kingdom come. And and sister uh Sidney Trim, when she was here to preach that thing, I said, Whoa, I got that. Uh-huh. Pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not on earth. Yes. In earth. In, under earth. Yes. As it is where? Yes. In heaven, see. And 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 so now I I got this in me see it's got to come in me first. My wife went to the laundry and I had taken my shirts. No, she took my shirts and she told the laundry guy, here's my husband's shirts. This was some years ago. And he gave, and and, and she gave him the shirts. And then she asked him, she said, "Uh, where do you go to church? He said, oh, I I don't go to church. She said, "Uh uh-uh, you need to go to church. Mm -hmm. Didn't think anything about it, left. Right, right, right. I came back to pick the church up next week. The man saw me, and it looked like I could see kind of fear on his face, and he started looking at my boxes and finally got my box of shirts and slammed them down on the counter. Your wife told me I need to go to church. Now wait a minute. I caught something. Plant the heavens. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. She just decreed something. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have to do nothing else. All I got to do is proclaim something. I ain't got to do nothing else. It's going to come in earth. Yeah. Oh, you better hear what I'm saying. Yeah. See, I got to keep my faith on it. When she spoke it, she just released it in faith. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, what did he do? He just spoke it, didn't he? He didn't try to explain to the fig tree how this was going to happen and so forth. He just released the word. He proclaimed the gospel. Well, today is offering day on the broadcast, and we give you, the viewing audience and our partners and friends and those who are being blessed by the ministry, an opportunity to sow a seed. Now we of course take what you've given us and we support the broadcast and pay for television time, all the things that we do. But what I'm saying to you is that it's good soil. It's soil where the word is coming forth. And the Bible talks about four types of soil. One was hard soil when the word is sown uh, because the ground is so hard, the birds just come and take it away. Uh, the next is uh, stony ground. Stony ground is ground that they planted some seed, but when the roots began to try to grow down, they couldn't and because the stones were there. So the heat scorched the plants and it dried up. The next was thorny ground. This is ground that soil has thorns in it. And as uh, the, uh, the plants tried to grow, the thorns choked it out. But the last was good soil. And in that good soil, Jesus said it'll come forth 30, 60, 100 fold. Now that means that whatever is being sown can come back multiplied. This is God's way of meeting the needs of his people. Somebody might be looking at me and say, well, I'm on fixed income. Unfix it. (laughs) You can do that. God can make it so that that government or that pension, whatever it is, it's not your source. Your source, it's God. And he says that you do give, it'll be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men shall give into your bosom. You see, we've got to come off of that notion that our job is our source or some people are our source or this government is our source. No, the government of the kingdom is our source. God himself wants to be our source. Now, he says this over in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. He says, be not deceived. Now, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. You see, God guarantees us a harvest from our seed. Now look at me. We've been using it ever since I got here. I don't know whether you know the story or not, but we came here with $200. (laughs) Look at what God has done. Sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. So it is not just a promise. It's a covenant. It's God's promise and covenant to you that's saying when you do sow a seed, he then is obligated to measure that back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Now, you know, you're trying to make God do something he doesn't want to do? No, no, no. God is the one that came up with the system. He is the one that wants to support his people. So his people don't have, don't have to look to anybody else for support. How would you like your family, your wife, your husband, somebody to look to some other family for their support? Ah, uh-uh, ah, not God you're going to be supported by him and he's going to take care of you in style. Praise God. So as you sow your seed, get it ready and, or just get in mind what you'd like to sow. And we encourage you to sow and expect a miracle, expect something to happen. You might be sowing it for some debt relief or might be sowing it for a friend that needs to come into the kingdom or might be sowing it for some sickness or disease needs to be healed. But put something in mind. Expect a miracle. Praise God. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus and we do thank you for all of our listening audience and those that are sowing seed into this ministry. We pray, Lord, that your word will prove to be true that you'll measure it back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men shall give into their bosom or whatever they have sown this seed for that you will work a miracle in their lives. Father, we thank you for it. We believe it's done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Thank you so much for your support of the ministry. Thank you for your prayers. We love you. And until next time, Bill Winston saying, keep walking by faith.
0: Once you received Jesus as the Lord of your life, you were engrafted into God's royal family. You are a child of the king and the authority of the kingdom is within you. Before you can exercise your kingship, you must have a revelation of your royalty.
1: You and I are getting to the promised land, but but you can't go into that land with the wrong image. You got to have the right image of who you are, what's this, and who God is.
0: In this new series by Dr. Bill Winston, you'll learn that you are seated in heavenly places with God because you are royalty.
1: There are certain things that would affect your behavior if you knew you were royalty. Say amen to that. God is a king. You are his children. You can't help but have the same DNA in you as he has in him.
0: Order Revelation of Royalty today and Dr. Winston will explain why the Holy Spirit is the one who tutors you to act like a king, why royalty is not just a title but a manifestation of your redemption, why you need to speak only the Word of God and much more.
1: Before it got taken back Satan still had the power. But he doesn't have it now. Jesus stripped him of all his authority. Everything that Adam lost, Jesus got it back, watch this, and gave it to you.
0: To order your copy of Revelation of Royalty, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, PO Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303. Buy bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.